listening to another episode of the Beulah Girl podcast. For links, related resources, and even more encouragement, visit BeulahGirl.com. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Beulah Girl podcast. I'm Carol Whitaker, your host. I have with me Sheila Michael. Last week, we did a segment with Sheila. I also had another friend on the blog, Susie Lolly, who interviewed Sheila about some anxiety and some panic attacks that she has struggled with in her life and how they discussed sort of her journey with that and how God helped her to find some scriptures to latch onto and really through the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to get a handle on those panic attacks and that anxiety. And I know just personally, anxiety has been something I've written about on the blog, has been something I've personally struggled with. So it's always, I think, comforting to hear another woman come forward and say, yes, this is something that I've struggled with and something God's helped me with. And I know that maybe many of you listening, maybe this is just a struggle that you you feel like you need encouragement in this area, help in this area. And so we're going to be continuing with Sheila today. Last week, we talked with her about her struggle and just heard a little bit of her testimony. She ended by telling us just a little bit about how she started turning to God and her faith for help. But we're going to explore that a little bit deeper in this podcast. Before we turn to Sheila, I just want to touch once again on a little bit about Sheila, just for those of you who haven't met Sheila. She is a good friend of mine. She has been a faithful contributor to the blog. She's done a few articles for us in the past, and she's just been a support for me as I've gotten this endeavor going. And she's been a support for me spiritually as well. She's kind of served to mentor me. We used to be in choir together. We also were in a mom group. And now Sheila is a teacher of an online Bible study and also Uh, is a hope minister and for those of you not familiar with hope ministry it's a ministry where you go alongside and really help people a lay ministry lay counseling sort of ministry you help people in crisis people struggling so she's been able to mentor women in that way as well so Sheila let's talk a little bit about this this struggle return to it again you've mentioned that panic attacks started for you when you were 10 that it continued into your adulthood and really intensified you talked about last week how you hit rock bottom when you lost your your child and how that sort of caused you to look to your faith this struggle prompted you to learn more about the holy spirit and his ability to help you in this area of your life i want to talk about the holy spirit Why did you begin to look into the Holy Spirit? You talk in your article about how you just really began to investigate and research into the Holy Spirit. So what was your view of him before you began this process of looking into the Holy Spirit and tapping into his power? And what did you learn and kind of explain that to us? Um, As a young woman and a a kind of a reacquainted believer because I had had a little bit of a, a foundation in my childhood and I told you I stepped away from it. I, um, going through difficult times, I decided that I needed to turn to God. That was my only avenue. And in my turning to Him, I realized there was the gift of the Holy Spirit. But what I didn't understand was when I when Christ died 
I felt like that the gift I was told in Sunday school and things like that, that, you know, Christ died on the cross to save me and that um, the Holy Spirit was a gift. Well, I felt that the Holy Spirit was a gift to just prompt me to do right, to make me uh, make those right choices. And like when I heard a wonderful song at church or the scripture or the, the sermon was excellent, I would get goosebumps or I'd go to the altar and you know pray. And, and I didn't fully understand there was more to this gift of the Holy Spirit until I started digging a little deeper into the scriptures and into the understanding of what did God intend for us to to, to learn about the Holy Spirit. There is one thing, though, I'd like to interject. There was a scripture, and it's Luke 24, and it says, Then, because this is where I came from, then he opened their minds to understand the scripture, and he said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sin for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things, and now I will send to you the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. Well, I had sort of been walking in my Christian faith, but I wasn't seeking out an understanding or the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's like in Luke, the first disciples, they knew they were they knew they had been saved through Christ, but they were being told and introduced to the Holy Spirit. And so I was kind of like them in that room. There are two things um, that you mentioned before I want to kind of move on. In, in your post, you talk about um, how the Holy Spirit for today is a little bit different than the Old Testament. And you also just talk about how the Holy Spirit is kind of like a cell tower. That's kind of the terminology you use. So just describe, just for a little bit, for those of us who maybe are sitting here and don't really know how the Holy Spirit is different for believers than it was for necessarily the people in the Old Testament. Just describe a little bit about what you talked about as far as how it's different for us now because of Pentecost mm -hmm. and everything else. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that section or how the Holy Spirit is, I guess, what you call a cell tower. Right. Um, you know, in the Old Testament, there was Abraham and, and Noah and, you know, all these wonderful men and women that God spoke to, but he spoke to them and then he left. His spirit would leave. He would present himself through dreams and a wind and the you know storms and things like that, but he spoke to them. But it wasn't that the spirit was with them at all times. And it was through God's greatness that he knew that Satan was a great deceiver and had been deceiving man and that he would need to present to man a gift, a way to communicate, not only through Jesus Christ, but a way to be able to speak to his people, his followers, the people that loved him, that followed Jesus to the cross. And so in giving the cross to us and giving us Jesus Christ, 
we were able to receive a gift that was to stay with us 24-7. It is like the self tower. It is like your phone. You use it. You don't know exactly how that goes across, but you accept it and you embrace it and you really use it. And some of us are better at these little gizmos and gadgets of phones than others because they take the time and effort to do the homework, to do the research and figure it out. Well, I guess you could say that I was at a point in my life that I needed, I had to have a little bit more time and understanding of the Holy Spirit because I was living life my way and it was causing only a lot of anxiety and it was through depending on my relationship and growing that relationship with Jesus Christ that I was able to grow out of those attacks controlling me so that I could stand against them when they came. I still have them. Very good. I think one of the good things that you mentioned is that just the idea that the Holy Spirit is there. And I know just for me personally as a believer that I know (laughs) that he's there and I know that the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. But as far as knowing exactly how that works, I haven't really heard that many sermons on the Holy Spirit. You know, I've heard a lot about Jesus, heard a lot about Father God, and heard, you know, pastors say by the power of the Holy Spirit, but as far as what he actually does and how he works, you know, that is something that I've realized, you know, I could use some more information in that in that area. Um, if people are sitting here, maybe they have been Christians for a while or maybe just a short time, but they feel intimidated, they feel kind of scared by the you know someone discussing the Holy Spirit maybe they had a background where they weren't necessarily in a church that really emphasized the gifts of the Holy Spirit what would you say to them second Peter 1 3 tells us that God has given us all we need for life and godliness but so many of us are living not really sure about the Holy Spirit's power or living in that power so what would you sort of tell them um, as far as tapping into the power you you know you've said it correctly that uh, most of us that attend our churches don't really get a lot of information about the Holy Spirit and that was one reason why I wanted to let people know the power of it and the authority of it was because when I started looking into his word it was like this light bulb came on for me but yes scripturally um, if you go into the scriptures there are numerous numerous more than what we can convey here about the power of the Holy Spirit and the authority of it and what came about to me was um, just leaning into it wanting to know more about it because I was I was walking around with all this great effort of being a, a really wonderful Christian and and doing all the right things and trying to say the right things but what I was missing was the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit that when I prayed I would ask God to give me a sense or a direction of how I should respond to someone or how I should approach a situation. And God would speak to me. It, you know, there would be little things that would occur in my life that would give me that sense of direction. It could come through a, a, a somebody uh, texting me or calling me that just has a, awakened me to know that spirit that how I needed to respond. Good. Um, I just want to just mention, we've gone through, before we kind of move on, but 
I want to mention we've gone through a study together of a book and it's called Living Free and it's written by Mike Riches. He's actually a pastor in Washington State, which I'm originally from, but he wrote this book really so he has a passion for churches just to live in New Testament power, to live the way the disciples lived. And I just want to mention he has a chapter on the Holy Spirit. And I just, along these lines, I just want to mention a few of the roles of the Holy Spirit because in preparing for this podcast, I wanted to just sort of refresh my own memory. Mm -hmm. And this was just helpful for me to just look at this list. So I just want to read a few things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. He regenerates us. He sustains our spiritual lives, empowers us for Jesus's ministry, comforts and encourages us, teaches us, intercedes for us, speaks to us, reveals Jesus to us brings conviction of sin and distributes spiritual gifts. So all of these things, um, the Holy Spirit does. And, and it's just one of those things that, you know, I grew up with parents who spoke in tongues. I've been in a charismatic setting, went to a Pentecostal church. But again, I think it is so helpful to look at scriptures that talk about the Holy Spirit to, you know, listen to sermons or look at other helpful resources and really begin to looking at what you know tapping into the power and learning more about the holy spirit you can, meant, I, can i interject yeah. something there carol um you know when i was going to church and i still am active in the church but um you're so correct about the 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 speaking in tongues and the holy spirit coming upon you and stuff like that i was so unaware of that I was so unaware of how um, the Holy Spirit moves. I um, just, like I said, claimed the cross and did the repentance and did a transaction with Jesus that I believed in him, but I, I was afraid. There was a little bit of anxiety in stepping out of that boat of, of, as the disciples had to. And they stepped out on faith. And, you know, you can imagine how they felt waiting in the room for something that they were not even aware that was going to full value of it. And then when they received it, it was an amazing experience that changed their whole ministry, their whole life, their whole perception. They had just lost Jesus Christ, who had led them so far and raised them up to be disciples, but they fully didn't understand what that meant and what it was going to look like. And then when the Holy Spirit came on them, they realized the power that they had been given. Mm -hmm. And they went out, the scripture tells us over and over again how they went out and they healed people. They um, helped people run from their sin that Satan had embraced them with. They taught them so many things that they, it just didn't die. That part of the scripture is still alive. And that's where, as I believe very strongly and passionately, that people think, oh, well, the Holy Spirit is for those people. They're not for us. God doesn't separate us. Mm -hmm. If I'm good enough to be able to receive the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, then anybody who believes in Jesus Christ has that same opportunity. They're just not taking advantage of it. And I wasn't for a long time. And now I have learned the value of it and I've received it. And it has been a glorious day for me. Right, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, I'm 
as you were talking, I was thinking back to, again, some memories when I was a child and grew up in a charismatic setting. I grew up in a vineyard church. And I would remember, I don't know why, but I was, I, I was very aware of God, but I was a little bit afraid of Him mm-hmm. too. And I would seriously, because for a while we were meeting in a school while they were building our building, and I would sit in my chair and I would be afraid that the pastor was going to single me out during the service. Like that was always my fear. And I don't know why I had that fear as a child because I can't imagine why he would say something to me, but I would just be coloring and I would think because I would see people go up to the altar or my mom would shake. I mean, my mom would be filled with the Holy Spirit. She would shake, she would fall over. And I would sometimes be afraid of what's going to happen to me. And so I think there is that fear. Um, but again, it's through his power that we can become overcomers in our life and we can, we can tap into that and do the things that the apostles did in scripture. Mm-hmm. You mentioned in your article, it was through the Holy Spirit's power that you began to learn to manage your panic, your panic attacks and find the resources necessary in scripture to gain victory. Talk to us about now when anxiety comes around um of course in you know we talked about as a child in in our previous podcast and we've talked about you know just what that looked like as you were researching but now kind of on the other side as you've looked into the holy spirit and you've clung onto these scriptures and you've begun to tap into the holy spirit's power what does it look like now well knowing that god's in control of my life and he has given me the gift of the Holy Spirit, then when I feel anxious, even coming to do this, feeling anxious, and we had that little bit of snow and it was driving was a little kind of crazy. You know, I just prayed. I called on Jesus and I just asked him to help me to drive and to be cautious and to be calm in spirit. And you know, he was there with me. He is with us. That is the key. We have to identify that we have this relationship and that God just doesn't come and go and leave us. He is there with us the whole time through Jesus Christ. And so now to end the time that I was finding a cure for anxiety, I guess you could say, I um, realized that I could call on the power in the name of Jesus. And I would read the scriptures, I would pray, I, and you know, I would um, you know, call on his name. I have found that in the name of Jesus, just saying it, it brings peace. It brings peace to all who are around. I have used it with my grandchildren when they are feeling anxious and they're kind of little on the wild side I will get them and hold them close and just start singing Jesus loves me and it's amazing how the peace settles in and they're very quiet because there is a reverence there that takes over so yes the way that I have learned to overcome these things is to call on that name of Jesus and to depend on that Holy Spirit Satan does not want us to depend on the Holy Spirit. He flees at the name of Jesus. And we don't realize that. We don't, as a people, we don't realize that we are surrounded by our enemy. And he would love to keep us bound up 
And so I have learned through going through living free and understanding the scriptures that I have been set free through Jesus Christ and I can stand with authority and power and know that I'm victorious over it all. Um, yeah, that's so that's so true. Um, and there are a whole lot of views on the Holy Spirit, but one of the, I love this quote from John Piper. He says, therefore, he, he wrote an article on desiringgod.org. He's written several articles on the Holy Spirit. One of the things he says is, therefore, I invite you to experience the greatest thing in the world. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Repent, trust Christ, open yourself to the power of his spirit, and you will receive the gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. I think one of the things, you know, we've talked about in this podcast is it, it is a little scary, mm-hmm. especially if you... God is huge and mm-hmm. we are small and especially if you've never really experienced the power but it's opening ourselves up it's pursuing knowledge and asking God for him to increase that infilling in our life that we begin to walk in the power um, I, I want to just end by asking you know for others struggling in a similar way maybe with anxiety or maybe they're listening to this podcast and they're not struggling necessarily with anxiety but maybe they have another big struggle in their life and your story is speaking to them and they're wanting to tap into some appropriate scriptures to help they're feeling like they could use more i think guidance in their life in that area more victory how can they start to gain victory in their lives if it's over anxiety or maybe a similar struggle what can they take away from your experience? What, what are some things that you can leave them with? Well, I traded my brown paper bag in for a living Holy Spirit, and um, he goes with me everywhere. I would, I, as I started, I first went to Christ. That was number one. I realized the cross, and I repented of the things that I knew that I had stepped out of his favor, that I was not living according to his life for me and that I um, repented of those things and then turned back to him. And then in doing so, I started searching the word, getting involved in church and the fellowship. And then I, um, you know, became more aware of his presence in my life. I asked him to show me and to reveal himself to me. The other thing is that I also connected to people that I knew were stronger in their faith. That helped me walk uh, beside them. They pulled me along. I had a lifeline sometimes that I used that I would call or text a friend and say, can you, I still do this today. Will you pray for me? I'm feeling anxious. I've even had a conversation with my husband and I've told him, would you pray for me could you come and just put your arms? My husband will come and put his arms around me and he will just say the name of Jesus. And there is such a peace because we have both learned that it is a powerful name and it's a peaceful name. And that has helped me to walk away from those panic attacks. And it's just a good way to walk in life. It's a good pathway to travel, no matter what you're traveling on, however rocky the road is, or if you feel like you're being sucked up by a tornado of uh, complications of life, then just call on the name of Jesus and he will deliver you and take you along the path you need to go. Right, so true. Going back to that John Piper as well is, um, 
I know for me, as I felt recently in my own life, that um, God was telling me that I needed to get baptized again. Mm -hmm. That I got baptized when I was seven, but I didn't remember it. And now, and and so there was an opportunity for me to be baptized, and it was during a service where I wasn't planning on being baptized, and I kind of resisted there. And so when the opportunity came again, I'm not even kidding, in the church I'm going in now, there was just a service where the pastor said, I wasn't planning, you know, I, I didn't announce this in advance, but at the end of the service, anybody who wants to be baptized, raise your testimony down and come up to the stage. And it was like throngs of people. And I said, I'm not missing out again. And I was, you know, I'm 38. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I told my husband, I'm going up there. I'm going to be baptized. I don't have a change of clothes. They had clothes, they provided clothes mm-hmm. for us. And um, when the, the pastor just put me down in the water and then pulled me up again, it was just like this feeling of just such power. And um, I, I don't know, it was just an incredible spiritual, I, I just felt like God telling me to be baptized. Mm-hmm. And so I think that those prompts in our life that, you know, when, we're, when, when God's speaking to us, that there's these, I don't really know how to explain it because it was a spiritual experience, but... Um, I know that I was, I, he wanted me to get baptized again. And so I think that was a moment for me where um, it was, I was struggling with a lot of fear and that that was a moment where I started taking a stand mm-hmm. and, and saying, no, I'm not going to. Because as we increase in our faith, sometimes the, all the time, the attack against mm-hmm. us increases. So I want to end in prayer and thank you so much, Sheila, for sharing your testimony. And we'll have you on again. Mm-hmm in future months and um but i just want to end us in prayer dear jesus i just thank you so much for every woman listening to this podcast i thank you for sheila for her willingness to share the story and lord i don't know what these women are struggling with listening to this but you do and whether the struggle is with anxiety or whether it's with something else lord it's an enemy attack against them to pull them down to tear them from what you originally designed and intended for them the way that you designed for them to live, which is free of fear, which is dependent on your spirit. I pray, Lord, through this podcast episode that you would go beyond the words that were spoken, that, Lord, you would give them the exact right message they need to hear, whether it's through our words or it's outside of our words, that you would lead them to the right scriptures, that, Lord, you would give them hope, that they can begin to overcome and really tap into power the power of the Holy Spirit in their life, that they don't have to live as a victim, they don't have to live in bondage, they don't have to live under the attack of of Satan and not have power to overcome it. So thank you for every woman listening, Lord, and thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.